0: Welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm joined today by my good friend Paranshu. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. How are
2: you?
0: I'm good. Now, Paranshu, uh, the reason I've called you today on this podcast is that, uh, well, we can. we all know there's a ton of information on the internet about diabetes, the kinds of diabetes and Uh, a bunch of things really but I realized that there's not a lot of personal accounts of what living with diabetes is like and you unfortunately have uh, diabetes I'm not sure which one I forgot sorry but I just wanted to get your (laughs) take on it so uh, if you don't mind if you could just take us back to the point where you first uh, I mean were let's say diagnosed with diabetes what is that like and uh, what did what is your initial uh, reaction when you uh, you know it was confirmed that you do in fact have diabetes
1: okay so i was under really unique circumstances when this happened so um, okay my brief introduction is like basically i'm ex army mm-hmm. so i joined army when uh, right after my college i finished my graduation and uh, then you know i served for 7 years and um, during the time I started getting my first symptoms, I was uh, posted in JNK okay. in uh, north of Kashmir in a small town. So there wasn't many medical facilities over there that time. So that, with that you know, as the context,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I will start with uh, how it started happening. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the winters of 2015, and in uh, September, I had my first symptom, which was a generic infection. So, okay. it was a. Uh, everybody who starts, uh, you know, has more blood sugar in their bloodstream, which is uncontrolled, you tend to have infections. Mm-hmm. So, those. Uh, so, you can have any kind of infection. Somebody has a recurring tooth infection or a stomach infection. I had a UTI. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just, you know, as it normally. Is and you've been to Srinagar, so you know you know you have to go to that uh, military hospital mm-hmm. there in the cant and everything. So I went and uh, I got treated for the specific infection I had. Uh, but what started happening was that this infection was recurring.
2: Okay.
1: So yes, so um, rather than trying to find out what was causing it, I was uh, just treating the infection. Treating the symptoms, basically. You know, the yeah. symptom. Hmm. Um, Second thing that very slowly started happening over these two, three months was that I started losing a lot of weight. But it's funny because, again, because we were in North Kashmir and I was constantly wearing these heavy jackets and gloves that nobody around me really even paid attention Mm -hmm. to the fact that I was losing so much weight. Like my ideal weight is supposed to be around 52, 53. Mm -hmm. I was slowly going under... Um, 45 slowly 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 yes Mm -hmm. by the time I was diagnosed I was 40 so that for my uh, ideal weight it was really underweight Mm -hmm. Uh, third thing that started happening uh, was excessive thirst okay I would feel thirsty all the time so uh, I even I, I had no idea what Is this why am I feeling so thirsty? But since it was so cold and I was drinking so much water, I thought, it's oh, it's good (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it says hydrate in the Mm -hmm. Mm winter. So, (laughs) like, drinking water and uh, feeling hungry all the time, feeling tired all the time. And uh, I was trying to uh, resolve each issue that I was having individually. So I'm losing weight, so I'm eating more. Which is like a vicious cycle because your sugar is going uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> you're drinking and then excessive thirst, so excessive peeing, you know. Right. So every one hour you're going to the bathroom and it, it sounds like funny, but it's really not mm-hmm. <laughs> because it becomes a huge pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, this happened for about three to four months. And uh, there's something called a national integration tool. Which, uh, you know, as a part of Sadbhavna, you take uh, Kashmiri children around the country and all. So I was given responsibility for that. So from Kashmir, I traveled with a bunch of uh, children uh, to Udaipur. And there things got really bad. Mm -hmm. So that was around the time of December. So four months, it's already undiagnosed. And uh, in December, finally, all the things kind of reached at its peak. So I had this uh, infection, which is, you know, really, really uh, frustrating and Mm -hmm. painful. And at the same time, I've gone extremely weak, extremely frail, uh, 40 kgs, just barely skin on the bones kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, so my thirst and everything got to a point where one day I woke up in the morning and uh, because you lose muscle, right. then you're, and I'll explain it later why that happens when we talk about the type of diabetes, because I was losing so much muscle that uh, I used to get muscle spasms in my calves. Mm-hmm. So I woke up with an uh, insane amount of pain in my calves and uh, I couldn't get out of the bed, go to the bathroom that was seemed impossible. So mm-hmm. I had to literally pick up my legs and put them on the floor and just like push myself to the bathroom screaming. And that was the point where I realized that I think something is wrong with me mm-hmm. because uh, all of these things that are happening together again and again, there has it has to be connected somehow. It cannot be just individual, individual things. things. Yeah. So then I, you know, went to some good doctors, I asked. So they told me that these... Symptoms can either be thyroid or diabetes. Mm -hmm. Now the interesting factor here is that uh, I uh, am—I have no history of diabetes in my family Mm
2: -hmm.
1: whatsoever at all. So uh, my grandparents, great, great grandparents, nobody's ever had diabetes. So I was pretty sure that it can't be. Mm -hmm. But uh, when they checked my blood sugar, uh, it—the there are two kinds, you know, the fasting and the. Yeah. post uh, meal mm-hmm. so my fasting was about uh, 500 and my post was I think more than 600
2: Oh wow! which okay. is
1: uh, if anybody who is like listening to this I think they're interested in knowing about diabetes they would know that 80 to 120 is the ideal mm-hmm. which should be there yeah so 600 is like crazy and then my I called my father, I told him because I was in Udaipur, so I was supposed to come to Delhi the next day and uh, he immediately called the endocrinologists, specialists and all and they told that they were shocked to hear mm-hmm. the level of blood sugar because they were like, how is she even standing? But uh, I was functioning quite normally, mm-hmm. this other than these symptoms, I just described, mm-hmm. I was still running around doing my work. I was just feeling really, really tired, and I was kind of just pushing through it. but uh,
0: so but did I they understand. did they at, did they at some point tell you what triggered this sudden uh, change and how did this happen? I mean, obviously, there's no genetics involved, like you said, but how did it happen? Yes.
1: yes. yeah, so that's the interesting thing. Uh, When I got to the hospital and uh, they slowly got my blood sugar down, I asked them that, I said, how is it possible? Because nobody has it Mm -hmm. in my family. So I want to find out. They said that it could be stress. It could be uh, something else. But if you want to get into it, then, you know, you'll end up spending a lot of money and it'll be good for research purposes. (laughs) But it won't really solve you any purpose at all. All right it's a autoimmune disease mm-hmm. yeah so now I'll tell you uh, what are the kind of diabetes mm-hmm. and so how that my lifestyle at that point how that played a major role in me getting diabetes mm-hmm. uh, so there are two kinds of diabetes uh, type 1 and type 2 majorly two kinds mm-hmm. so there are combinations also majorly people are 1 and 2 One happens to people who are in a younger age bracket. Sometimes children are born with it or Mm -hmm. develop it at a very young age. Or even young adults, 22, 23, that kind of age group get it. Uh, The people who get type 1 are usually lean Mm -hmm. and fit. So uh, type 1 is an autoimmune in the way that uh, your pancreas, which is responsible for creating insulin in your body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now what this insulin does is when you eat food and it digests in your belly, uh, it uh, you know, it converts into sugar. Mm-hmm. Everything that you eat, your carbs or proteins or fats, everything changes to sugar. And this insulin which goes into your bloodstream from your pancreas, it carries that sugar to the blood cells. And that's how you get energy. Mm -hmm. Now, if your uh, pancreas stop making insulin, suddenly, then blood sugar is going high. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, uh, why this pancreas has stopped making insulin is because somehow your body, uh, the white blood cells in your body, you know, the antibodies Mm -hmm. and all, they have suddenly decided that this is something foreign Mm -hmm. and I need to save my body from this. Mm-hmm. so this is an autoimmune it's like your own body is attacking your yep. own uh, glands and mm-hmm. organs mm-hmm. so this could be a multi-organ thing for many people luckily in my case it was just the pancreas Okay. so this is type 1 mm-hmm. type 2 is when the body is making healthy uh, insulin however your own blood cells stop uh, ac- uh, accepting it mm-hmm. they become resistant to it for some reason So that has genetics involved or that has your overweight, your lifestyle issues a lot of things can cause that kind of diabetes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that happens to people who are usually in their late 40s or you know, later in their age and that happens to people who are visibly overweight or Mm -hmm. obese. Mm -hmm. So these are the two kind of diabetes. Right, okay. Yeah. In my case, I think I'm pretty sure it was stress Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was, uh, yeah, one thing I have this thing of like overthinking things Mm -hmm. and, uh, but especially when I was in Kashmir that time, it was a stressful environment around Mm -hmm. me and we were also working really hard. We were working 18 hours a day. There wasn't much uh, of a routine, you know, we would uh, for months on end not get the time to have breakfast or uh, uh, not be able to eat our meals on time and things like that mm-hmm. so I think for me it was stress and it it, it stress is a very silent uh, a very dangerous uh, subconscious issue mm-hmm. that our generation is dealing with like
0: on a daily Everywhere basis now.
1: I see. so uh, yeah
0: let's let's go to the point where now it has been like diagnosed so i would i would guess there was let's say a sense of relief that now you have figured out what the problem is but then again it's diabetes so what is what are your first thoughts when it's been uh when uh, the doctor told you that okay it's been confirmed yeah. that it is in uh, fact diabetes what is that like Okay,
1: it's a, if i go into the details of like what was happening at that point uh-huh. um first thing when the doctor told me and she told me over the phone that uh, oh yeah you have diabetes
2: oh God, Go to
1: an I was like insensitive oh, oh <laughs> and I was yeah and I was like and uh, of course I was shocked mm-hmm. and uh, I think more so that shock came because I was just 26 that time mm-hmm. I was uh, In the army, so I was like running five km every day. I was playing one one and a half hours basketball every day, working my ass off. Mm -hmm. So I was in the prime of what I thought Mm -hmm. my you know health was.
2: Right,
1: and um, of course, I didn't know that what is this diabetes? How how am I going to cope with it? What's going to happen? So yes, there was this initial kind of fear and shock. Um, Not. Then I, when I reached finally, when I reached Delhi and I got admitted, um, I felt really good because first of all, I stopped feeling thirsty all of a sudden.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, oh my God, is this what a normal human being feels like? <laughs> The, the it, its horrible, you know. Mm-hmm. No matter how much, even if you drink like one liter of bottle, thirst doesn't go away. Right. Okay. So I was like, oh, feeling so like so, my thirst is quenched like finally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I obviously that stopped the bathroom trips mm-hmm. also.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think within two days I gained like three or four kg's of weight mm-hmm. because suddenly my cells started getting that insulin and the sugar it has been had been craving for so many months
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so yeah this I gained weight and I was feeling good and it was a good feeling mm-hmm. but then uh, till that time they were giving me insulin through IV
2: right uh,
1: through the needle mm-hmm. so uh, the first time they asked me to take an insulin injection I was a bit uh, scared mm-hmm so that was the first moment I was like okay this is something new which is going to be in my life from now on I'm going to have to inject myself and I'm going to have to make it a normal mm-hmm. thing for me to do so first time taking insulin was uh, a weird experience um, then the doctors came and told me okay now from now on you can only eat this and this and that mm-hmm. uh, of course I mean you know I'm Young, I was even younger that time. So, like, oh, you know, everybody loves chocolate cakes and, you oh, know, okay. eating and, you know, diverging. And because I was so thin, I could actually afford to literally eat anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that was also thing, you know. So, I, mean, I think I'm going into too much of detail no, no, here. No, no, that's fine. Tell us. I, I want to
0: know, tell us a bit more. What all did the doctor tell you to, uh, you know, stay away from? Let's say alcohol. Alcohol is a big one. I, I would think so.
1: Uh, anything and everything Mm -hmm. which is uh, extra calories from what your body actually needs Uh, Mm -hmm. is a no because that helps to keep your insulin to the minimum. The amount of insulin you take is exactly equal to the amount of food you have so according to my body weight Mm -hmm. so uh, obviously everything high fiber is recommended so, green leafy vegetables, um, even fruits you have to eat in limited quantities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that multi-grain atta, right? or if you're having bread, then brown bread. Um, rice is high calorie, potatoes are high calorie, and uh, certain fruits are high calorie. So, mm-hmm. avoiding all of those things, fat. As much as possible. Mm-hmm. So limited oil, like one teaspoon per day, is I think recommended by the doctors. So that anything fatty, carb-y, uh pre packed with preservatives, all of that is a big no.
0: That's that's a lot of food items. <laughs> that's basically that's a lot relegated a lot <laughs> yeah. of uh, you know food that I or anyone let's say consume on a daily basis now. Question for you, is you're injecting yourself with insulin at this point. How does it work? Do you have to inject yourself before every meal or is it once a day? Is it twice a day? How how frequently are you doing this?
1: Okay. So in my case, I'm an ideal uh, type one. Mm -hmm. So uh, the best way to use insulin is to make it enact as if it is the pancreas. Right. Yeah. So basically when you eat food, when a normal human being, they the moment they put food in their mouth and it is time for breakfast or time for lunch, the bacteria secret, secretes insulin. Mm-hmm. And jitna, uh, uh, whatever amount we eat, uh, that much insulin is created in the body. Now mm-hmm. the same you have to... Uh, you know, calculate externally. So you are doing the job of your pancreas. Mm
0: -hmm. Understood.
1: So yes, before every meal, so uh, half an hour before every meal, I have to, I take two kinds of insulin. Mm -hmm. One is a short acting and one is a 24 hours. Mm -hmm. The same way our body also does. Our body also has a 24 hour running insulin for our uh, needs at night because a lot of, uh, you know, organ function happens at night. So... You need sugar for that, you need energy for that and insulin. So I take one insulin every, uh, before every meal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one, you know, uh, dose and that is, so that is three in total and then one is the long acting. Okay. So uh, total there are four uh,
0: shots per day.
1: Injections, whatever you may call four it. Four shots
0: yeah. per day? Is it? four shots per day yes. and where are you putting these in your arm does it go somewhere specific where where does it go where where are you injecting yourself
1: this is um, uh, so this is subcutaneous not intravenous so subcutaneous mm-hmm. is uh, right under your skin okay so you can take it uh, on either side of your you know belly button mm-hmm. on the belly or you can take it on the you know on your thighs the okay. meaty portion of your thigh or behind here, uh, the uh, arm, okay. the upper arm, mm-hmm. the back portion of the
0: upper arm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So you had to basically train yourself. I mean, you obviously, like you said, you had a fear of needles. And now you've come to a point where you're injecting yourself. Tell me, uh, how how important is is support uh, in, in this case? You know, your friends, your family, you have a... I mean, obviously, we know that diabetes is a strong community on the internet. Uh, what was it like for you to have people around and how supportive were they? And how... Uh, Was the adjustment, the initial adjustment, because obviously now you had to stay away from uh, pretty much everything that you uh, like to consume. What is that like?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. Actually, when I initially got uh, diagnosed, so people around me, they just freaked out. Okay. Especially my parents, because they were like, nobody has it in our family and our poor girl and this and that. Mm -hmm. And because they were like that, I also felt like that Oh, poor me kind Mm -hmm. of. So, you know, my mom, being this amazing cook, she was, like, uh, coming up with these, you know, uh, healthy recipes and, you know, uh, less calories, this, that. So by the time time that I was home Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, kind of recovering from what I'd gone through, I was eating really healthy and trying to uh, manage my blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the moment I joined back work... I realized that I have to find ways to come back to a normal life. So although the support of people around was really good, mm-hmm. and of course that did help a lot. And even today it helps a lot because even today, if I'm tempted to, you know, I look at a piece of cake and I'm tempted, I know my husband is like there. <laughs> <kind> <laughs> of. So there is willpower, of course, mm-hmm. But uh, any normal person can only have so much willpower you know
2: mm-hmm. every
1: that. now and then you are, you tend to kind of uh, take it easy mm-hmm. so in that moment you need uh, you know uh, strong support around you and in fact I remember my husband saying uh, Abhinav saying that uh, we both have diabetes.
2: Oh, you're wow. just
1: okay. you not the one who has we both have mm-hmm. so and that's how he behaves I mean if you go to a restaurant he would really avoid ordering something high carb or you know he would really try to um, and he learned about it he read about it as much as he could in mm-hmm. fact I think people around me read about it much more until they read much more about it than I do, mm-hmm. because they are constantly trying to find ways that what's new in science and how to if there is a way to come out of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, that is uh, of course a great thing.
0: No, I, I remember I was I was watching a TV show where this character had diabetes and uh, he was playing football or something and he developed low blood sugar and he kind of passed out because you're you're out of energy. That's always a risk, so. How do you monitor your, your blood sugar? What what are the procedures you are using to monitor your blood sugar? And when your blood sugar does in fact drop down, what do you, how do you rectify it? What do you do with that?
1: Yeah. It's a very intuition kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the first time my blood sugar dropped, this is a very interesting story, by the way. Okay. So I was just out of the hospital and uh, we had a wedding to attend mm-hmm. so uh, me and uh, Abhinav and my parents were there in gurgaon and we went to this wedding and uh, i took what my doctor had prescribed me insulin okay you mm-hmm. will have six uh, you know points of insulin before dinner and you will eat itna calorie mm-hmm. now a naive person, you know, who's just newly into it, they don't really know how to calculate the calories yet. Mm-hmm. A normal person doesn't really do that unless you're really into fitness. Yeah. You don't know how many calories are on your plate. You're just going to eat chitna, you're gonna till the time you feel full in the stomach. Mm. So I took that insulin and just as a medication and I ate and I didn't eat much. I think I had half a chapati and I realized that I didn't feel like eating. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't enough for the amount of insulin I had taken. I see. And, um, I started feeling a bit, um, giddy, mm-hmm. uh, you start palpitating a little bit, you get breathless, mm-hmm. um, if it goes further beyond, if it goes lower, which this is uh, below 80. So if it goes further lower, then you start seeing spots in front of your eyes. Oh, wow. So, yes. So, uh, I felt, uh, really unwell and, um, uh, I had a sugar tester, a um, portable sugar tester kind of a thing mm-hmm. in which they have a pen which has a needle that kind of, if you press it, it pricks mm-hmm. your fingers. And then you can just, you know, use the tester to measure how much blood you we have. So I ran to the lady's room and when uh, I, mean, I was waiting outside, you know, he was like really tensed. Oh, what is happening? And uh, I checked it and it was 32.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So this is a story from like 600 to 32. <laughs> and this is a story of every diabetic, by the way. Okay. Okay. So, ha. Huh and I freaked, and I called Abuna. I was like I have 32 blood sugar and I don't know what to do and Abuna was carrying all these hard-boiled candies which mm-hmm. the doctors say that if your sugar goes down so you take hard-boiled candies or uh, have a juice box or something something very high sugary which gives you instant
0: instant yeah, yeah
1: so I called him in the uh, inside the ladies room and he took out this bag of candies and he's trying to open it and the bag is not opening so the candies kind of you know just burst out of the bag <laughs> all over the ladies room
2: uh-huh.
1: and then there is uh, actually uh, because it's a wedding so there's like women waiting outside. And this woman, poor woman, she walks inside the bathroom and I'm like, not now. <laughs> and we kind of both yelled at her. And she got scared and she left. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Abhinav gave me candies one by one and then I felt better. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I had a low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I don't even need to tell anyone. I just start feeling the symptoms really early. I can just uh, tell that oh the palpitation is beginning. I can calculate that I had my meal about two hours back, so it's a possibility that I didn't eat enough. Mm-hmm. So I'll just quickly check my blood sugar. If it's low, I'll eat a candy or two.
0: Fantastic. Now, uh, Praneshu, let's come to the topic of our uh, podcast: living with diabetes. Now, as you said, you're uh, you were in the army. <laughs> And uh, if I was to go by your Instagram, I mean, you're very you're a very active person. I mean, there's videos of you bungee jumping in South Africa and uh, doing all kinds of crazy things. You're an active person. Now, when you're on the move and you're, let's say, you're in a foreign country and you're living with uh, diabetes, how, give us your take, because I, I can't even picture, like, do you carry your own insulin? Do you buy it from where you are? Do you uh what prep do you do how do you feel and even mentally is it like a hang-up that you're constantly worried oh shit, my my blood sugar and stuff or can you just uh carry on and just you know wing it and uh, see how it goes what is tell us tell us something about that
1: yeah um living with diabetes um over the course of years has become very manageable and very easy. Mm -hmm. At first, it was uh, difficult to understand uh, what to eat and what not to eat. But uh, as they say that uh, a diabetic probably makes, uh, subconsciously, makes uh, thousands more calculation every day than a normal human being does. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you ask me today, it's been five years since I was diagnosed. I, it has become a very uh, subconscious part of my living. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I travel, uh, there are different kind of pouches available okay because your insulin is supposed to be kept at eighteen uh, degrees. Mm-hmm. So there are pouches available which you can uh, which maintain that temperature and they help you be mobile. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, I carry that. Uh, Second thing that I always carry is a sugar tester Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when I'm traveling. So whenever I have a doubt, I check my sugar and I take corrections accordingly. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been a journey. It's not really something I can just say that, okay, do this. This is the hack. Yeah, there are uh, ways. It's always better if you're traveling to... Uh, check your sugar once in the morning, or check it more regularly if you're feeling off. Mm-hmm. And actually, in you know, uh, India is just starting to get these continuous glucose monitors. Okay. It's basically a small patch with a sensor which you can put on your skin, and which keeps giving you a constant feedback of what your sugar is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, good for kids or people, even older people or people who are very active in life, you know, and they need to keep a check. Uh, So that thing is just starting in India now. But, uh, you know, in Western countries, it's already been a thing available. Another thing available outside is uh, these uh, external insulin uh, packs. So they are uh, continuous glucose monitors Mm -hmm. and uh, insulin injectors. So uh, it keeps, it kind of works like a you know, robotic pancreas. So it is attached to your belly. Okay. And uh, it keeps monitoring the sugar and it keeps injecting insulin as per the requirement.
2: Wow. Okay. But
1: I'm on a very manual method right now because I like to have my flexibility. Mm -hmm. The method of injecting four times a day before every meal gives me the independence of, uh, you know, deciding when I want to eat and, you know, what I want to eat, that kind of a thing. Uh, Also, initially... Uh, I was told, okay, you cannot eat rice. But I learned that, okay, for me, two chapatis is equal to one bowl of rice Mm -hmm. and uh, is equal to one loaf of brown bread Mm -hmm. or, you know, one small bowl of noodles or one slice of pizza. Right. Uh, You know, you you see where I'm going with this. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I'm I'm calculating my calories and I'm finding ways to... uh, Eat everything, mm-hmm. and uh, so yes, I do enjoy a drink every now and then, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I even experimented with that, and now a lot of people would you know uh, probably frown upon it, mm-hmm. but uh, I reckon it's like a I have a long life ahead, and uh, you know it has to be a more uh, consistent and. Uh, yeah it has to be a more consistent diet basically
2: mm-hmm.
1: i cannot go on all raw vegetables for the rest yeah, of my yeah. life or only boiled vegetables so i have to find my way around uh, be able to eat everything i want it's just that i have to tweak the quantities mm-hmm. and then i'm able to eat uh, whatever i feel
0: like wow very interesting no, I mean, to talking to you, it's, uh, you know, busted some of my myths against uh, that I had uh, for diabetes. I mean, generally you think uh, diabetes and you think, oh, panic. You think, so you straight away think, oh, this person must be overweight or they have bad habits or they have this. But I, I had no idea this can also be a case because you, like you like we mentioned, you're a really active and a really fit person. I mean, being in the army and all that will do it, do it naturally, but... Well, I'm 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 quite happy to hear that uh, you've developed this kind of a balance where you can l- live your normal life and deal with diabetes at the same point. I mean, that's a bit uh, a little inspiring, I would say. Dare I say? I believe uh, you're writing a book as well. Is this is that about uh, diabetes and your life uh, with it? Is it?
1: No, oh, no, it's, it's not. not. Oh, sorry. Not <laughs> maybe yet. I was
0: maybe I was misled. <coughs> not anyway. yet. Not yet. Anyway. Anyway. But
1: maybe someday. You know, I have my good days and I have my bad days. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, never been, I cannot say that I am living with this and this is my ideal way of doing it. And this is how you should do it. Mm-hmm. It's not at all like that. Um, for anybody who's interested, yes, yoga is highly recommended. Daily brisk walks are highly recommended. Uh, eating healthy mm-hmm. and eating on time. That's right. very, very important. If you eat your breakfast at 8, eat it at 8 every day. So your body clock is kind of adjusted like that. But yes, I still have my bad days. Mm -hmm. A little bit change in the routine and then everything is upset. And then so doctor always recommends uh, profiling. Mm -hmm. So you check your sugar before and after meal for two to three days to realize where it's going up and down and you adjust it like that. But then that period kind of becomes a bit of a pain. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are the things. I mean, it's... Never no, really <laughs> you know yeah, it's I, not okay okay I have found that you know what is the secret <laughs> of uh, keeping you know dealing with diabetes perfectly it's not <laughs> like that uh, it's an it's an evolving process Perfect. every time you travel you learn something new <laughs> every time you uh, do an activity or you know an adventure activity or something you learn something new <laughs> the only thing that I think helps me is uh being aware uh, and uh, being alert,
2: mm-hmm.
1: there is a part of your brain which is constantly on. That, yeah, your sugar. <laughs> so listening to your body mm-hmm. and in and when there is doubt, always check it. Yeah, yeah. So, and
0: that's that's a that's a very good point. And I think as uh, as we progress as a civilization, tech is going to get uh, you know really advanced with these things. I mean, think about uh the at uh, the new apple watch where it can tell you if you're having a stroke like right on your wrist and you don't even need to go to a medical facility in fact the watch itself will call a medical facility to you so we are uh, probably heading in that direction where variable tech will make uh, this uh, illness a lot easier to handle and live with fantastic stuff paranchu thank you for your for your time and your uh, you know we've taken about 35 minutes and i've i've learned a lot honestly and uh, I hope so. did I say I've, I've developed a bit of a, a sensitivity towards uh, diabetes? Like, like I said, my bias was or oh, diabetic means poor habits, bad habits. But now now I feel like it's, it's, uh, like you said, there was no, there was not even a genetics component in your in your case, but you just sort of developed it so uh, dare i say it can happen to anyone and uh, to our listeners out there might want to get your uh, checkups done on time to you know get an early detection of this stuff before you uh, before it gets too late pranju thank you so much i can't thank you enough and i hope i have get you on a subsequent podcast where we can talk about uh more about diabetes or something else so thank you so much for coming yeah
1: i love that this was great so so great talking to you and uh, hope
0: this helps anyone it it does it it does and i do hope that you will install the podcast app and listen to your own podcast for a change because i had to i had to tell people what podcasts are and how it how it works and it's not video it's audio i mean it's a shame actually yes (laughs) well yeah we're into i think this is our 43rd episode it's about time for anju and your the first episode can be your own episode so why not All right.
1: (laughs) It's a privilege. I'm honored. Thank you so much. We will see you
0: next time, Pranju. Thank you so much.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.